Oh, this is George Harrison. And you've got it dialed into The Biscuit Boys on Kaku 88.5. <laughs> Will you wake up in the morning? Hit the snooze again. Got business on the table. Are you booing the snooze? I the snooze. Don't boo the snooze. Let the chucks all special. That was the audience cheering. I love the snooze. Let the chucks all special. And I'm not talking about that uh, tobacco stuff you put in your lip. The snooze. Snooze, the snooze is loose, baby. Are you packing in all your lips around the world, baby? Is that a thing? Good morning and aloha, Biscuiteers. Welcome to the one, the only, the historic Biscuits and Gravy Amphitheater. Boop, boop. We are broadcasting live from beautiful downtown Maui. Yes, we are. You got it dialed in to Maui's number two radio program. That's right. I am Chuck Sauce. He is Vince Fody. And you number got two. it going on. This is the Biscuits and Gravy Show. You're on a gravy train with biscuit wheels. Are you ready to ride the gravy train? <laughs> feeling today, Chuck? I am feeling the most Chuck Chuck could be feeling today. Would you fe- say that you're feeling good on a Wednesday? Feeling good on a Wednesday. Yeah. And whether you're at home, at work, in your car, crocheting in your bathtub, make sure you're going to get dialed in to the number two radio show, Biscuits and Gravy. We got radio smothered and covered, baby. That is correct. We got a lovely live audience, and we are so happy to do it here right from the historic Biscuits and Gravy Amphitheater. In front of a live studio audience, it's so good that That's now right. that our live studio audience is all vaccinated and masked up and ready to go, mm-hmm. ready to join us here in the studio. We've done a little bit of flip-flopping in the studio here. I know right off the bat, Vince Fody, you were like, I don't know about these vaccines, man. Mm-mm. I don't know about these vaccines. I think it's just the way that the shape-shifting demonoid lizard people that control every facet of our life are trying to use Obama's microchip technology to control us, right? That's true, but if now, you if I, you get vaccinated, then you can connect to uh, Android phones faster and control them with your mind. And the robots will be able to kill the lizard people. Now, if you don't believe me that Obama is injecting it, okay, we all know Obama is a Muslim, right? Okay. <laughs> and right, and if he is a Muslim that gives you the vaccine, will he jab? I think he's a Marslum. Because <laughs> we all know that he has been to Mars through the jump portal we all know that they have in UCLA. That Obama, who is totally relevant, even though he hasn't been president in forever. Look it up, people. NASA denied it. NASA is on record saying that Obama has not been to Mars. And so do you believe that, and Chuck? The CIA investigated themselves this week and said that they are innocent. And the FBI said that they didn't kill Martin Luther King. No, the FBI totally killed Martin Luther King. We all know that. We all know it. But anyway, our studio is vaxxed, baby, and that is the best way to fight the lizard people, right? That is is a way to fight the lizard people. It turns out, if you're vaccinated, Vincent Fody, you are less likely to die. And what do they want? They want Agenda 21. They want New World Order. They want depopulation, baby. Right. Exactly. So coming up on the show, we got a nice biscuits and gravy recipe for our southern friends. 
<laughs> well, we should mention that it is na- it is National Biscuit Month. It is National Biscuit September Month. September is National Biscuit Month, as everybody knows. So I'm very excited. Have you had any biscuits this week? I've had a couple biscuits this yeah. week, to say the least. I had some Popeye's biscuits mm-hmm. when we were in Vegas. Popeye's so is super yummy. We're going to be talking about all the food that we ate while we were in Las Vegas. We ate so much food. That's the only reason you go to Vegas. If you guys were if you were wondering where we were last week, we took a little trip to Las Vegas. So we in were more ways than one. We were off. <laughs> we were off last week, but now we're back. We're ready to tell you about all the delicious food that we ate and all the fun times that we had. We should also mention that Chuck, you and I are both Maui comedians. Yeah, dude. Uh, so if you're and if you're listening to the show on the radio, don't forget that you can also listen to it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Amazon Music, pretty much wherever you get your podcasts and broadcasting live 24 7 at biscuitwars.com and uh don't forget to look us up it's biscuits and gravy 808 so you can follow us subscribe like even if you don't like the show and you don't listen to it just subscribe (laughs) subscribe bro just subscribe that helps us out it's not for lizard people you can also follow us on patreon at biscuits and gravy 808 you can follow us on instagram biscuits and gravy 808 a lot we of got a new, to support us. Uh, we got a uh, new Patreon too this week. Maureen nice. Thompson. Nice. So thanks, Maureen, for listening and for supporting Biscuits and Gravy. And Biscuits and Gravy could not be here today if it wasn't for lovely community-minded celebrity sponsors like Benedict Cumberbatch's Cookie Dough. The best batch is a Cumberbatch. That's what I always say. And today's show is also brought to us by Brad Pitt's Peaches. There's a little pit inside every peach. The Biscuits and Gravy show is underwritten by Fran Dressers. Dressers. <laughs> And dressers, dressers. <laughs> they go great inside of Glenn Close's closet. Looking hey. for the best celebrity closets? You're getting close. Mm. And, of course, also by Christopher Plummer's Plums, a subsidiary of Brad Pitt's Peaches. Gotta love Christopher Plummer's Plums. Uh, so, Qu- Chuck, I got a question for you. What? What's going on? <laughs> What's going on? Well, thank you so much for bestowing that wonderful question upon me, Vincent Fody. What is going on? Well, you know, I'm just a freedom fighter, okay? I'm prepping for the great end. As you know, I live in a basement dumpster dwelling most of the week, okay? Okay. I love to wear a tinfoil. I hate the universe. It's always trying to get in my dome. I'm sure uh, your girlfriend, Governor Chris Christie, is not stoked about your dumpster-themed condo with aluminum foil everywhere. (laughs) No, but it's the best way. But it's the only way to keep out the lizard people. It's not just the lizard people. It's the cabal, okay, Vincent Vody? The cabal. The cabal! (laughs) Other than that, though, I'm having a pretty groovy time. Yeah. Uh, Last night was a little bittersweet. We'll talk more about this in Comedy Corner. Not only was there a death of one of our favorite comedians. Well, let's um, get into it. We should. Let's do it. Uh, it did seem almost like comedy on Maui died along with Norm MacDonald. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Norm MacDonald, one of my favorite stand-up comedians. He was not only like a genius, but he was also one of those comedians' comedians. You know, He never really went on to do... He did some TV shows and movies, but his heart was always in the art of stand-up in comedy. In writing. Writing and just the, the craft of stand-up comedy. Um, mostly known from uh, SNL, and then he thought in his own interviews, he said, that was it. Once you're on SNL, you don't really do anything the rest of your life. And then, well, I'll, most people use SNL as a jumping point to go to go off and do movies and stuff like that. And that's how most people achieve fame after like SNL. Like superstar. Yeah. But, <laughs> or Corky Romano. 
Oh, man. There's an awkward fart scene in that movie. It's very weird. Um, but, yeah, mo- a lot of SNL stars have gone on to do movies, but Norm MacDonald has always just been a fan of stand-up comedy, straight-up stand-up comedy. So he uh, holds a special place in most comedians' hearts. He also had a really good interview show called Norm MacDonald Live, which was on net. It was on YouTube, and then it was available to watch for free on YouTube, and then all of a sudden, uh, Netflix picked him up for a show and had him do an, an interview show on Netflix. And then when Netflix picked that up, all of a sudden, all of the episodes of Norm MacDonald Live got taken off of YouTube. Boo. So unfortunately, you can't watch those for free on YouTube anymore, but I think they are still available out there somewhere. And uh, Netflix's Norm MacDonald show is still available to watch as well. Some sort of bay for pirates would probably have it. Uh, but the best way to enjoy Norm MacDonald, go on YouTube and like uh, look up a bunch of his old like Conan appearances or stuff like that. Any it's- interview with him and they're mixing other B-list celebrities in yeah. the mix. There's this wonderful interview on Conan where they're interviewing a snowboarder at the same time. Oh, really? And he keeps asking him about, like, well, how do you do flips? And he's just so deadpan. And before you realize it, the, the snowboarder's dug himself in a huge hole and sounds like a biggest <laughs> idiot. I know. Crazy there's, to think. There's a really good clip of him on Conan O'Brien where he tells a joke about a moth. Yeah? Have you seen that one? No. Go on YouTube and check out The Moth Joke by I'll Norm MacDonald. Right uh, so that's always a great one. Um, but yeah, I was I was such it's so crazy because like just last month I was on this really big Norm MacDonald kick where I was watching all of his old clips on YouTube and I was watching old episodes of Norm MacDonald Live and I was listening to I listened to one of his albums on Spotify and I even watched his stand-up special uh, Hitler's Dog on Netflix. So funny. And then that's why it hit me so hard when I found out that he passed away. Apparently he had cancer and he didn't tell anybody about it. Good for him though. You don't you don't keep that stuff to yourself yeah, sometimes. You know, so he, he kept it all inside He's and not a he Kim didn't Kardashian. tell anybody and so yeah, unfortunately Norm MacDonald has passed away. Let's play some taps for him. In another note, something else died last night. That's right. As a matter of fact, you know what, Chuck? I got a little I got a little surprise for you. All right. Um, because I'm such a big Norm MacDonald fan, I decided to curate one of my favorite Norm MacDonald jokes, and I put it on. Would you like to hear it? I'd love to. All right. This is uh, Norm MacDonald, one of my favorite Norm MacDonald jokes. Let's take a listen. All right. I seen one guy there the other day in New York, a homeless guy, had a uh, dog with him, you know? Yeah. And that's tough. Do you feel sorry for the, for the dog, you know? I mean. Right. You know, the dog's not thrilled with the deal as he's got a homeless guy, yeah. you know? And, uh, you know, he's going, hey, I can do this by myself. I don't need a, right. you know? It's like the longest walk in the world of the dog, you know? He's just waiting. Nice. Norm MacDonald, you will be missed. Rest so in peace. Uh, something else died last night. Yeah, that would Our be... Our open mic. <laughs> shriveled up and withered away oh man. so it was kind of a mixed blessing because be- it was the last open mic that they're gonna have for a while is it is it gonna be a month more than a month as yeah, long as and they- 14 days to flatten the curve right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because uh it's it's based on the new quarantine rules that they're putting in effect on maui county mm-hmm. um which they're gonna it's they're gonna require everyone to be have to be vaccinated to dine indoors, I believe. Yes. And so... And more importantly, have uh, 16-year-olds 
who work the door at restaurants uh, be in charge of all of this. Be in charge of it, yes. I like how the government is just like, hey, guys, uh, we want everyone to bend over backwards. We're not going to give you any yoga instructors. Good luck and toodles. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting times. Fortunately, I happen to work in a restaurant where most of the seating is outdoors. Muy interesting. And it's also a very large restaurant, so there's plenty of room to stretch your legs and be six feet apart from also, everybody. Don't stretch your legs in restaurants, guys. But then there's also there's those restaurants that are sort of like quattro. Yeah, where hole in the wall, the, beautiful where restaurants. the whole restaurant is six feet yeah. <laughs> across. Big so bummer. It's going to be harder for people like those. Um, hey, maybe since we're vaccinated, now we'll actually be able to get a reservation at Quattro. Maybe. There's always hopeful, hopeful I thinking. I don't know. But you know. Hey, remember three years ago when uh, we were shunning people for not reusing straws and stuff? And now all of Maui County is just doing takeout food, which is nothing but disposable garbage. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah. they they said there's been like a billion masks that have now gone into the ocean. Now well, because- <laughs> a billion with a B, baby. Ah, uh, so that's not great. Not but ideal. I think they are. I think they are coming up with some sort of like garbage eating machine boat that can like go around and collect plastic out of the ocean. So you just watch the episode of The Simpsons where Lisa tries fighting Mr. Burns. <laughs> she finds a way to collect garbage out of it, but Mr. Burns turns it into a way just to kill dolphins. Oh yeah, to they, he uses the six pack holders. It's so weird because like uh, somebody reprimanded me because. I I had a six pack holder and I was throwing it in the trash and they're like you got <laughs> you, you got to cut it up you got to cut up that six pack holder because it goes in the ocean and then fish and turtles get caught in it and they die and I was like you know what I'm not I'm putting it in the trash why don't we find the guy that's putting it in the ocean and tell him <laughs> to stop doing that <laughs> <laughs> that's just one step closer to microplastics yeah exactly there's no good I no prefer macro plastics because they're easier to scoop out <laughs> of the ocean and it's harder for fish to swallow there's that beer company that makes the six packs that are biodegradable and good for like turtle food and it's again <laughs> like uh, hey guys <laughs> you can just put this in a cardboard box you know speaking of hard to swallow the government's narrative about 9-11 let's get into it all right guys another <laughs> home cut conversation here on the biscuits and gravy show no let's not get into anything that heavy yet uh we but we should mention that um speaking oh, of the pentagon open, are we like, gonna tackle the taliban by witchcraft yes um <laughs> <laughs> if we have any witches that are out there listening that are fans of the show, we're looking Co- to interview a witch. And gravy is calling upon all covens, all witches. Okay, we want to fight the Taliban using witchcraft. If you're a, a Taliban fighting witch, give us a call eight zero eight eight seven three thirty four thirty five. We want to hear from you, or email us at thebiscuitsandgravy at gmail dot com. We are actually looking to interview a witch, right? We want to interview a witch. I'm sure there's no lack of witches here on Maui, right? We should be able to find one. Where is the coven of witches, guys? Okay. Now, aren't you on a Facebook page? I'm trying that, to find a good witch. Is, a good witch is hard to come it's by. It's like witches that are helping fight the Taliban. Yes, I am. It, I mean, all that negative energy directed at women is only going to come back to haunt them, right? Uh, by the way, love hexing the Taliban. Probably, <laughs> probably the best way to do it it's cool uh speaking of reddit and now that norm mcdonald died i wonder if they're gonna uh bring back the reddit group no new norm uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no sad he didn't <laughs> oh the audience hates it it is right here so coming up on the show we are going to be discussing 9-11 because while we were 
while we were on vacation, the 20th anniversary of 9-11 just passed. Yeah, can you what believe a, it? What a, has, uh, we're you, not going to talk about the Lusitania. <laughs> it's going to be 20, it's been 20 years. 20 years, okay, can since you, I've been taking my shoes off so you were in, at the airport, taking my belt off. Why do I got to take my belt off? Uh, I don't know. Every time I go through security, they're like, uh, excuse me, sir, we need to, there's nothing more embarrassing, Vincent Fody, when they say we need to check behind your knee. Okay. What am I, the Michelin Man? Okay. What am I smuggling in behind my knee? I always, t- I always Very take all the stuff out of all the metallic stuff and put it in the thing, and then I always go through and they they do the body scan and they're like, "What's in your pocket?" And the answer is always inevitably Tums. I've got Tums. <laughs> Oh. They're like, you just have a handful of Tums in your pocket? You're like, yeah, Chuck's going to get heartburn. I need to be prepared. Yeah, of course. I just ate <laughs> I just ate two double-double animal styles, and I've got four more in a box that I'm going to eat on the plane. Did so. you bring back burgers from Vegas? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we went to we – went <laughs> while we were in Vegas, we went to In-N-Out, and I got, a, I got like eight burgers. I got one – I got like four double-double animal styles – and three normal ones and then some fries and a diet coke of course of course so them. diana and i ate one in the in and out and then i took home three for myself and two for some friends of ours wow all the way from vegas baby all the way hand delivered burgers and then they came and picked them up that night when we landed they're like you got us you got us in and out burgers now some people actually like go there specifically when they when they're coming home, they'll bring back a bunch and then they sell them when they get back to Maui. Which I'd buy that for a dollar. How much? <laughs> what, how how like, much do you have to buy to make that profitable? I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I would pay ten to twenty dollars for an In and Out burger. Why if, are if, we always doing like Krispy Kreme fundraisers? I want like fast food fundraisers. That yeah. Island. Oh man. But we'll be talking all about In-N-Out burgers. And I was so upset of- I couldn't eat Popeyes. We went that one night, and I was trashed when I wanted it the most, and it was closed, baby. Um, we've also got plenty of stuff to talk about for Spoiler Alert. we got Ooh. a ton of stuff to talk about for Spoiler Alert. There's so much stuff that we missed out on while we were gone. Well, let's jump into the nuts and the bolts of the show, Biscuit Boy. And then later on in the show, we'll be doing Chuck Stuff the Knowledge Buffalo. Yeehaw! Which is when uh, Chuck tries to prove that he's the smartest buffalo I am the smartest buffalo in the room. room. You can flash biscuit. fry a buffalo in 40 seconds. 40 seconds? But I want it now. <laughs> I love it! But you got to wait till the end of the show, guys, for Chuck Stuff and Knowledge Buffalo. By the way, if you want to send in your questions, email them to thebiscuitsandgravy at gmail.com. That's, That's thebiscuitsandgravy at gmail.com. We'll take your questions. We'll ask them to Chuck live on the air. How's that sound? Vincent Fody, thanks so much for joining us in the historic Biscuits and Gravy Amphitheater today. I just want to remind our listeners that I really so thank happy. them for tuning in to KAKU, KAKU 88.5, The Voice of Maui. This is a nonprofit educational show, and we're talking about nothing but lizard people, hexing the Taliban, <laughs> and uh, Britney Spears also being ahead of the Taliban. Yeah. Okay, more on... Uh, Joe Dirt, a.k.a. Grandpa Joe, a.k.a. Joe Biden, being deep, deep faked next. But first, a word from <laughs> our I thought sponsors. we already settled that. Today's show is underwritten in part by Jim Croce's Spice Rack, when you need to keep time in a bottle. Today's show is also presented in part by Taylor Swift's Overnight Alterations. Sometimes you need a tailor, and sometimes you need a Taylor Swift. Funding for the biscuits and gravy comes in part by Pete Townsend's Townhomes. Let his love open the door to, to your, your house. house. Pete Townsend's Mobile Homes for when you're going, going mobile. mobile. And, of course, today's show wouldn't be possible without... 
contributions from Benedict Cumberbatch's blessings. You can't spell benediction without Benedict. Oh, yeah. Ooh, baby, baby. So, ooh, why don't you uh, blow the train whistle? Because we're pulling into our first stop here. All aboard. Follow-up junction. First stop on the biscuits and gravy train today is follow-up junction. Follow-up junction, what's your function? So uh, we this was something that we neglected to mention the other week when we were on, but this was a story that How we... How dare we neglect Vincent Fodi? There was... Remember the story about David working? Of course. The guy who... He got divorced, and he went to go live with his parents, and he brought with him his gigantic vintage porn collection, and then uh, after he left the house... He left his porn behind, and his parents took it upon themselves to throw away all of his porn. Mm, a likely story. Um, <laughs> like, Mom, why'd you throw away all my porn? And, and then, why'd you get your first three months free at rent a space? My mom threw away my best porn on Meg. Uh, so, yes, that... That song came to life, and it actually happened to David working. And so I think his parents were, like, religious. And so they're like, this is why you got divorced. Uh, we don't know what actually caused the divorce. No one will know. I'm sure the giant box of vintage porn didn't help. But I mean, his, his, parents, his parents were like, we're helping you by getting rid of all this porn. And, no. But I think they actually did it because they were spiteful and salty about him having all this porn. So A they religious threw it person away. being spiteful and salty? So... <laughs> So anyway, David Working sued his parents. Yeah, he did. Uh, and then just and then we, we gave him the biscuit bump, baby. We reported on it when the judge, the lamestream media, Vincent Vody, Okay, they want you to think about the same darn toot and rootin' story. Okay, they are not the biscuit boys. Okay, they are not the Truther Network. Okay, we do not hide the truth away from our audience, Vincent Vody. That's right. And so we reported on this story when the judge sided in David Working's favor, the son. But they the story doesn't end there. But they hadn't reached a decision on what the ver- on hadn't what the, reached around a decision on how much they were going to have to pay him. And so just uh, the other week, we found out that the parents were ordered by the judge to pay him thirty thousand dollars. Baby, that that's a lot of crusty playboys. Now I know what you're thinking, Chuck. When you're picturing this box of vintage porn, you're picturing probably like a bunch of like old beat up penthouses or something like that. No, I was imagining an immaculate collection um, so, of seventies uh, and eighties playboys. Yeah, I actually have a penthouse that's signed by. Larry Flint. Oh yes. Yeah. So I actually have that. He was that. a big fan before he passed it's away. It's in like a plastic sleeve, so it's actually like in near mint condition. So mm. I'm very proud of that. If somebody if somebody threw that away, I think I would sue That's them as well. Brought to us by friend of the show Larry Flint's penis stints. But this was the, a lot of the porn that was in the collection was like VHS tapes. Okay. And it was like rare print stuff from like the 70s and 80s, mm. and it was stuff that was out of print. So it wasn't it wasn't just like a big old stack of Playboys. It was actually some Are like Ron Jeremy movies gonna get burned. Is that the new Fahrenheit 451? We <laughs> asked the real questions here on the biscuits and gravy. Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit 69. So, <laughs> are we going to be burning Ron Jeremy? I don't know. I think We're just going to throw it into I think the train all instead that... of coal. We're just going to be throwing our porno mags in there. I think all the uh, I think all the Ron Jeremy stuff is going to go up in value now. Ooh, interesting. Tony, you got any Ron Jeremy porn? I don't know if anybody has hard copies of porn anymore. Mm. You know, like <laughs> in, unless unless you're some sort of collector. I, at this point, if you have a bunch of like physical porn, I think that yeah. makes you a weirdo. 
Yeah, I mean, it is kind of weird, but I don't know. I'm sure somebody has some nice collections out there. And so, you know, if you're one of those guys that was just holding on to some old porn and stuff. Don't it move might, in with your parents. Don't move with your, in with your parents. Just take that box of porn and sell it. You could get 30K for it. Or give us a call, 808. <laughs> we want to take it off your hands. 34, 35. <laughs> the Biscuit Boys are on the case. Did you know that today's show is brought to us by Christopher Walken's Running Shoes? If of you, course. If you want to run, start with walking. Today's show is underwritten apart by Tara Reads Audiobooks. When you need someone to read it to you, Tara Reads. <laughs> Today's show is also brought to us by Andrew Jackson's Eye Drops. Guaranteed to get the red out, you'll have a trail of tears with Andrew Jackson's Eye Drops. Conveniently priced. At $20. They are only $20. All right, you ready to ride that gravy Bend pipe? Bend over, Abigail May, because here comes a gravy pipe. Thanks for getting it dialed in to KAKU, KAKU 88.5, the voice of Maui. This is the Biscuits and Gravy Show. We got radio smothered and covered. Vincent Fody, lay it on, Mr. Beans. What's the next stop on the biscuits and or gravy <sighs> train today? Oh, well, I'm feeling kind of hungry, so let's Ooh. let's get in the gluttony club. How do you feel about that? Ah, uh, let's do uh, it. Let's do a little bit of gluttony Do club. it, do it, do it. Um, before we went to Vegas, there is one thing I have to mention. Uh, I tried a burger... That was called the McNoah Burger, okay. or the Noah's Ark Burger, if you will. Okay. This now, is at McDonald's? This this is at McDonald's. You dirty, dirty boy. So it's basically two of every animal that is available at McDonald's. So you have it's a, two beef patties, two filet of fish, and two McChickens. <sighs> and you stack them all up together. What into, bun? What's... Uh, I believe I used the McChicken bun. Okay, a little buttery. So I like it. yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, it, and it was it was big, and I gotta say it was kind of tasty. It wasn't great. <laughs> now why didn't you get bacon on it? Is my question. Oh yeah, you should put two strips of bacon on that as well. That would have sealed the deal. So if you're if you're gonna do it, don't do the double cheeseburger. Do the double bacon cheeseburger. So uh-huh. it's got two strips of bacon on it. Yeah. And then and then you now tru- you're thinking with your biscuit brain. Then you truly have two of every animal. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> you know uh, all the four animals. I was able to, <laughs> and whatever they make the McRib out of. Yeah. So I uh. was. <laughs> well, well, I guess if you did it when they had the McRib in town. Ooh, baby, McRib uh, in town. Ooh. I I would do I would do two McRibs on there wow. too. That sounds fantastic. What animal is in the green shake that you for St. Patty's Day? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's snake. Oh yeah. <laughs> ah, hey, all right. It's a snake shake. Mm. <laughs> the old snake Not and shake. Not available in Ireland. So, I got to say that it was it was very filling, the Noah's Ark burger, but it was a little heavy on the fish because the fish mm, just tends, like today's episode. The fish tends to overpower the flavor of the rest of the burger. Yeah, nothing like overpowered McDonald's fish fillet. <laughs> How much did it cost? It was like fourteen dollars worth of food, and I was able to take a I was able to take a bite that encapsulated all six patties as well. Wow, nothing like encapsulating six patties all at once. So I would recommend doing it again, but I think next time I do it, I'll I'll get bacon on it as well. Got bacon on it. Or the next time that the the next time the McRib comes around, I'll definitely do it because McRib is I guess it's pork based, right? We don't ask we're, questions we're here assuming, on the Biscuits and We're show. assuming that it's pork, but only only God knows. Mm. 
Only God what can make God a tree. What if God was one of us? Just a McRib on a bus. <laughs> just a McRib on a bus. If I saw a McRib just sitting on a bus, I would eat it. I would eat that McRib, baby. I would question how long it had been there, but you know, when it comes to McRibs, like you said, you don't ask questions. You don't ask questions All about right. McRibs. Are you ready to talk about Vegas food? Vegas, baby. We had such a great time while we were in Vegas. And one of the main reasons that I go to Vegas, baby. Yeah, one of the main reasons that I go to Vegas in the first place is to eat food. Food, because glorious uh, food. I mean, gambling is always fun. Yep, nothing like gambling with your cholesterol. How did you uh, come out? Oh, we were way ahead. Yeah, Uh, way ahead. Yeah, I was up like a couple hundred bucks. Craps and ponies, baby. Yeah. Uh huh. Sharknado 3D. Oh yeah. Sharknado 3D. Yeah, I I won big on video poker and roulette, and also playing the ponies with you, as well. Gotta play the ponies, man. Four and six, double down. You got that luck, that chuck luck. Uh huh. Chuck luck. Also, by the way, chuck luck is an old like casino game from the old West Town times. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like some sort of food. From Frontier Times, and they used to play it during the Civil War as well. It was, it was a game called Chuck-A-Luck, and it was, it was three dice, and you would just roll three dice, and then you, had, you would bet on the numbers one through six coming out. Interesting. Yeah, I like so, that. Yeah, so it was kind of fun. And then like if, if you rolled two twos, then you would, <laughs> then you would uh, double up on that. Oh, yeah? If you bet on two. So. And what if you get three, three, three threes? Then you get tripled up. Ooh, okay. So the old Chuck-A-Luck game. Let's take a quick break. I'm going to go down gambling. Yeah, we'll play a little Chuck-A-Luck during the break. Coming up the show, we got Chuck Stuff, the Knowledge Buffalo. We got Spoiler (sighs) Alert. But let's digest with a little Gluttony Club right here on KEKU. All right, so the first place that we ate was Sinatra's. Mm -hmm. Sinatra's was like a high-end Italian restaurant. A lot of butter. And I believe our waiter was... Italian? I see. I don't know about. It seems this, though, like one of those old school Italian places where it's like all Italian guys and they're wearing vests. Can and stuff. you hire just Italian people? Because our Irish restaurant, we thought they had a fake accent. <laughs> um, so you think maybe they were playing it up? I don't know. Is it like fake? I don't know if you can just hire Italian people, but I'm sure that I'm sure that if you're Italian, it helps. Mm. You don't have to be Italian to work here, but it helps. Mm. Mm. And, you know, Italian... We're really tackling the racial issues here on KKU. Pe- people who are of a certain nationality tend to gravitate towards those restaurants. Like, I know I personally am Italian, and I enjoy working in Italian restaurants. That's right. Because it's the food that you know, it's the food that you love, it's the food that's close to your heart, like I'm cholesterol. I'm British, so I like to work in Indian restaurants. <laughs> So Sinatra's was great. I had this creamy. Oh, you had the same thing as me. It was uh, called the Carmele. Carmele. Look so I got, I got a little a little side of meatballs that came with little breadsticks, but they weren't bread. They weren't fries. They were polenta fries. Oh, so good. So it was like little sticks of polenta that were fried. So they're like creamy on the inside, but crispy on the outside. Corn. And you dip them in some sauce. So good. That was fantastic. And then we both got the same entree. Mm-hmm. And then our friend got the also buco, which he let me taste, you which was really spoon, awesome. Baby. I know. I love a good Osabuco. That's always one of my favorite things in the restaurant. 
And it wasn't just that the food was good, the service was great, the, the service was, was fantastic. fantastic. That's the one of the cool things about in Vegas, like when you're eating at a lot of high-end restaurants, the servers are so on point. Mm-hmm. And as somebody in the service industry, I just appreciate that so much to see people that are at the top of their game. Now, we didn't just get cheesy pasta, which was delicious. They had this like vegetable sauce around it in like a little yeah. orb. And so it was it was a puree of they said it was celery, asparagus, and onions that they pureed and emulsified. Mm. And so that was kind of over the pasta, which was stuffed with ricotta cheese. Oh, it was so just God. so fantastic. Even the vegetarian stuff was acceptable. Mm-hmm. I mean, I personally wouldn't eat it myself. I ate the fake chicken. It was good, waka waka. And then uh, your friends were also very knowledgeable about wine. She's a sommelier. So they uh, were making some very good wine picks as well. Uh, so it's like having your own personal sommelier while you're dining out. Uh-huh. Then next uh, night we went to Bizarre Meats. We did go to Bizarre Meats. I had cotton candy foie gras. Which is a... a Big old piece of cotton candy with a chunk of foie gras in the middle, mm-hmm. which I got to say was pretty dang now, tasty. I know what you guys are thinking. Those of you guys that are tuning in to KAQ 88.5, listen to the Biscuit Scraper right now. Isn't cotton candy a little humane? <laughs> anyway, uh, we also had table side. Yes, it's all. I think uh, California just banned cotton candy. Table side beef tartare, Vincent Foti. That was fantastic. It was like a like a beef poke. Oh my god, <laughs> beef tartare. There was also uh, a handful of carpaccios that hit the table. That was, I think, my favorite carpaccio I've ever had. And then a bunch of steaks. I just had steaks flying at me Dude, from every direction. Left and right, baby. They're like, here, eat this. I'm like, what kind of steak is this? What kind of steak is that? There we was got tomahawk strips, wagyu. I got a chef. Oh wait, there was a tomahawk on the table that night that, too. Or was that a voodoo? I forget. I don't know. Mm. I think that was at Bizarre Meats. That was bizarre. But How bizarre. It, it was just so good. And the cool thing is they had a thing in the middle where you, it was like a deli case that just had all their steaks. Mm. And then they showed you where it was all roasting and everything. There was like this flame broiler in the middle of the restaurant. So good. So that was Bizarre Meats in Vegas. What hotel was that in? Do you remember? I don't. It's Part of it is a blur from all the praying I was doing. <laughs> and then uh, the only thing that I remember eating on th- uh, Thursday was the day that we... I had quesadillas by the pool. Yeah, we did have... I, I did try a piece of that quesadilla. It was very tasty. for poolside quesadilla. Yeah. I went to uh, a Coney but, Island and I got like a gyro and dirty cheesy fries. Oh, baby. I remember I did the zip line on Fremont Street and then after I got off, I came out and my girlfriend Diana was standing there and she handed me a White Castle burger and that was such an amazing experience where uh, somebody handed me I'm standing in the middle of the street and somebody handed me a joint and a White Castle burger and I just started dancing there was a DJ in the middle of the street and it was just really great times so I can't remember fun. the last time I had White Castle White Castle either. man they're good they're good yummy little they are good. I think you can get them in the freezer section of your local you can get them grocer in and you can put them in the microwave for 40 seconds but yeah. I can't wait that long but yeah it's better to get them straight from the source when they're not pre-frozen Gotta love White Castle. So burgers. yummy, man. Oh, that was the same day that I also ate the Popeye's chicken, which was a bizarre experience in and of itself dealing with the, the, the How lady. How many times did you go to Popeye's while we were there? <laughs> I didn't get any Popeye's. I was very I upset. went to Popeye's. Oh, you didn't go to Popeye's at all while we were they there? They were closed every time I went. Oh, well, the first time I went, they were out of buns, so then I had to go back later when they had their buns in stock because all I wanted was a spicy chicken sandwich. They're like, well, we can do like a, like a two-piece or something like that. I was like, nope. 
All, all I want is a spicy chicken sandwich. Oh, baby. We went to Voodoo Steakhouse, which was on the 54th floor of a hotel. Yes. Very scenic view. Yes. That was really awesome because it was like you could, we ordered our food and then we went out to like the roof, the roof deck mm-hmm. and then took pictures and Vegas was all lit up and it was really beautiful. <laughs> Vegas was lit up. <laughs> it, was, it was a very beautiful experience. And lobster bisque, baby. The lobster bisque was fantastic. Mm-hmm. That was one of the better lobster bisques I've had personally in a long time. And I had a I Wagyu ribeye with bolognese. Your, no, your ribeye was fantastic. Bolognese. And then I got the chef's tasting, which included three courses. So it had like a creme brulee at the end. You start off with the lobster bisque, and then it had the surf and turf <sighs> as the main so course. Good. So it had like an eight-ounce lobster tail. I oh, believe so it was big. a six or seven-ounce petite filet, a couple shrimp, mashed potatoes, asparagus. Mm. I ate very well that day. We oh, also wait, went to that a was buffet also, that Oh, morning. yeah, that was the same day where we started out at the buffet. Yeah, man. So, oh, dude, I had duck chicken so wings. So we barely had enough time to digest all of our buffet food. But barely. That was one of the best buffets that I've ever been to in my life. It was called the Wicked Spoon. The Wicked Spoon. <laughs> we're getting, we're getting gird just talking about it. <laughs> I'm burping just thinking about it. The crab legs I didn't even need the, need the claw cracker for. Right. They did have that, uh, t- that butter jar, though, that was, like, swimming oh, yeah. around. <laughs> Like an above-ground pool. It was just like a giant vat of butter, and then you would just pour it out into a little cup. Yeah. But that's one of the things I miss about buffets, like on the East Coast, like Chinese food buffets, where you, yeah, just, go, you just go in, it's like 15 bucks, and you just eat a bunch of crab Slaying legs. it. And that's the great thing. You just steam the crab legs, and so they're so tender, you just snap them apart. You don't <sighs> even need claw crackers or anything. So good. Mouth-to-mouth <laughs> to it, baby. All right, final thoughts about Vegas before we take an actual break. I love eating at In and Out. I I wish I could, I wish we had an In and Out on Island. I don't think it'll ever happen. You hear that, Mayor? But maybe someday we'll get a Popeyes chicken. I think a Popeyes chicken would do really well here. They're putting a Chick Fil A in, allegedly, Chick- but no Popeyes. Yeah, and I just man, I just love In and Out burgers so much. I wish I could eat them all the time. Oh, sometimes I think about going flying to California just to go grab some In and Out. I like Fat Burger too. Oh, yeah, Fat Burger's good. And then if you're on the East Coast, Five Guys Burgers Five and Fries. Five Guys Burgers and Fries, baby. Join that peanut but, potato cult. Yeah, Popeye Spicy Chicken Sandwich. If you have the means, I highly recommend trying it if you're in an area that has Popeye's. While we are so in good. Vegas, we got to stop by one of our good friends, one of the longtime supporters of the show. Uh, Lionel Richie was performing in Vegas. <laughs> oh, that's true. We he was. couldn't squeeze him in, but uh, Gluttony Club today was underwritten by Lionel Richie. So thank you so much for picking up our tab. Sorry we couldn't make it to your show, but uh, what a great guy he is, man. He is. Um, yeah. Let's mention a couple other things that we got at the Wicked Spoon. I got a little, a little. It was called a Zenith cake, and it was like Lilacoy and cream little like mini cake. Zenith. That was good. I also had they had Thai iced tea ice cream. Oh yeah. So it was ice cream. That was that tasted like Thai iced tea, which was absolutely fantastic. That's some phenomenal bread pudding. Bring uh, on the bread pudding. Bring, bring on the bread pudding. They also had gabagool. Oh yeah, so I, gabagool I got some gabagool. Um, they had little empanadas. Oh yeah, and uh, they had more gyros too, and I like that gyro. They had little mini gyros or gyros, mm-hmm. gyro, hero. 
No, they, nobody knows for sure how you say it. They had tuna tartare as well. That oh yeah, oh, that shrimp cocktail, oh, and yeah. it, <laughs> you got the unpeeled shrimp. Yeah, which was tasty. Which was like, Too much work. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of work. Nothing like being really hungover, coming off a bunch of L, and uh, trying to be proper in front of your girlfriend and two other nice ladies. And I just could not get that shrimp out. Guys, get it out. Just go with the pre-peeled shrimp. Don't. It was try so that. much work. <laughs> The shrimp seals the flavor in It was a lot of work. But I couldn't get it out with my fingers. They had cheesecakes there. I can't. I'm, I I, I want to go back there next time we go. I want to live at the Wicked Spoon, bro. Because it's like like every time I would I would come back with a bunch of food, I'd be like, okay, this is it. And then I'd see somebody else walk by with something that I didn't even this see. This is it? I was like, what? Where was that at? I had some uh, prime rib, like roast beef, dude. Oh, Yummy. The prime rib was so good. Oh, man. They I shrimp love buffets. Shrimp and grits, dude. When are they going to open a, a proper buffet on uh, island? No, never going to happen. It's never going to happen. COVID's making it even worse, baby. It would, it would have to be like $50 Darwin per person. Vegas is 50 bucks. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, you know what? They it would probably I I guarantee if they opened up a buffet they would do like a kid's a kid's price, but then like adults would probably be like 60-70 bucks. But if it was good food, man, that would be worth it. Ugh, I'm getting hungry, just heartburning about it. All right. All right, Vince Fodi, we have to take an actual break. Coming up on the second half of the show, we're going to spoil so much stuff Rick and Morty related. Ooh. Oh, yeah. The Rick and Morty season finale happened while we were gone, so we're going to be talking all about that. How is the government taking away your rights? We're not going to talk about that today. We're not going to do it. And then we'll talk a little bit about 9-11 at the end of the show. Of course. Uh, but I guess let's take an actual break. Today's show is underwritten in part by Loincloths by Lionel. Hello, is it these, these you're, you're looking, looking for? for? If not, I'll help you find more loincloths. Finding loincloths will be as easy as Sunday morning. They got new hours, and now they're open all, all night, night long. long. <laughs> uh, loincloths by Lionel. He's got an endless love for, for loincloths. loincloths. And if you're worried about when you're going to see him, he works the night shift. Bye endless love today's show is also brought to us in part by robert downey's jr's down jackets they'll keep you warm even when the temperature is less than zero you don't have to be sherlock holmes to figure out these are quality jackets hey guys it's vince from the biscuits and gravy show and i would like to introduce you all to something that is not only delicious but also makes an impact like an asteroid made of chocolate that's right i'm talking about the new official coffee of biscuits and gravy thrive coffee Thrive Coffee is a nonprofit coffee roaster who uses coffee to create careers and training opportunities for individuals with disabilities. Thrive's coffee beans are locally roasted in small batches to ensure the highest quality and they ship nationwide. Just three bags sold pays for one hour of work for their differently abled employees. So I encourage you to check out their website at drinkthrive.org and buy a few bags today as an added bonus. If you go to drinkthrive.org and use promo code BiscuitsAndGravy808 at checkout, then you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, that is drinkthrive.org, promo code BiscuitsAndGravy808, all one word. And together, we can support this great cause. Warning, not intended for lizard people. <laughs> the only reason I got vax is so I could travel and go to PrepperCon. Yeah. And also, you know, it's nice to be back in the studio. And so, guys, if you enjoy eating out as much as I do, 
you might, if you live on Maui, you might want to get yourself vaccinated because pretty soon you're not going to be able to get into any restaurants without proof of vaccination. And uh, I think it's a small price to pay in order to help everybody get back to normal eventually and, you know, be able to go out and enjoy a nice meal. My body, my choice. And I choose to eat inside restaurants. So we get vaxxed, Maui County. Right. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, you do have the right to not get vaccinated if you don't want to. So they're not going to like mandate that they're going to hold you down and vaccinate you. But, you know, if you want to participate in society, we're trying to have a society here, guys. Um, (laughs) We live in a society. We're trying to live in a society here. And, you know, vaccines have always been mandatory. If you want to go to school, you have to have your vaccinations, you know, and this is no different. Hmm. What did they do for polio? Did they ever make polio vaccines mandatory? Uh, I believe if you want it to go to school, Interesting. You, I mean, even like vaccines for like vaccines for the military go back to George Washington. I heard about that. Yeah. He made all the soldiers get vaccinated. So, I mean, vaccines are nothing for new. Smallpox. It's nothing new that they're springing on us. So quit it with the misinformation, guys. Go get your jab and let's all be happy and vaxxed together. Mm-hmm. I'll see you at the restaurants. <laughs> That's a server part with Vince Foti. <laughs> also, I think McDonald's is giving away like free food if you get vaccinated. Ah, so mm, I'm gonna sign up for I'm gonna sign up for that. So Will I can they go give get you my a free Noah's Ark, free Noah's Ark burger for everybody that God, shows proof of vaccination. But bacon on a fish fillet sounds good. Bacon on anything is always good. All right, you ready for spoiler alert? We gotta plow through it. We got 12 minutes off the show. We got oh, so much to only do. 12 minutes. All right, so let's do a quick breakdown. Um, idiocracy. <laughs> a, a movie that is near and dear to my heart came and, out in 2006 and, and more relevant than ever it is now more relevant than ever uh i was thinking about it because i saw a picture online of the new amazon fulfillment center in tijuana oh, of course with the and, slum city around it and, and how huge it, it is and it looked exactly like the costco and idiocracy identical you can't make this stuff up folks welcome to costco i love you so if you haven't seen idiocracy in a while it's available for youtube on free you can go watch it right now Nothing idiot about that. Uh, also, did you get did you get to watch the Green Knight? I did watch the Green Knight. Yeah. I have mixed reviews about it. The Very beautiful a, movie. A twenty four movie, the um, Green Knight. I liked how they kind of discussed a little bit more sexuality, kind they, of in it. They did, you know. And at the end of the day, you know, if, for those of you that remember Lamorte Arthur Smidge, the Green Knight is not the the protagonist that we follow the whole time. Correct. The Green Knight. Is like an earthy knight who who's not bad, like a, like a tree He's just guy. Trying to like teach lessons and stuff. He's like a tree guy, and yeah. then uh, the the main character goes on a journey to get his head cut so off. So does that by mean his knight. mom is Morgan Le Fay? Right? <laughs> I don't know. And then uh, you also watched the movie Pig. I I'm believe. halfway through it. Ah, oh, so good. So good. Wow. Uh, they really, Nick Cage, when they beat him up, he really gets puffy. His face gets so puffy. Yes, he does. After it. He, he goes to like grotesque. some sort of like underground fight club for yeah. for a restaurant owner Where or something. Where you have to just get punched for 20 <laughs> seconds or something. <laughs> it was so bizarre. Like, what are you, joining the Bloods of the Crips or something? But such yeah. a great movie. Keep your eyes peeled for Oscar noms because uh, oh, it's getting buzz already, there's baby already boy. Oscar buzz, buzz around Nick Cage for the movie Pig. Uh, Rick and Morty season finale. Season Last five three finale. episodes totally redeemed themselves. Yeah, the the season thus far had been okay. It was kind of lukewarm, Masamenos, you know. But then those last three episodes in a row were boom, can 
canon, canon, canon. Um, they gave the audience exactly what we were asking for. More Rick can- and Two Crows. More canon uh, episodes. We did uh, an episode where we went inside Bird Person's mind and, br- mm. and brought him back because he was like, uh, they did sort of a Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind parody and went inside Bird Person's mind. So we got a little bit more backstory on Rick and Bird Person. And then... Uh, they did the Rick and Two Crows where he kicked Morty out and got two crows as a sidekick. And then that transitioned into the final episode where Rick and Two Crows break up and he gets back together with Morty and they go to the Citadel and they have a, a meet up with Evil Morty. Spoiler alert. Something that we've all been waiting there for isn't all evil this time. Morty, but it turns out that maybe all the Ricks are evil Ricks. And we find out what the central finite curve is. Turns out that the central finite curve is a limited infinity of multiple realities where Rick is the smartest person in every universe. Mm. And so those are confined by the gr- the green portal guns, but then Evil Morty creates a gold portal gun that allows him to get outside of the central finite curve. So we're looking to see what what kind of stories they're going to tell. And he can breathe in space? Very peculiar. We're going to see what kind of stories they're going to tell outside the central finite curve. And uh, we're looking forward to seeing how Rick and Morty's relationship is in season six. It was a little bit on the rocks. I'm looking forward to a little bit more Chris Parnell. He's flaked out the past two seasons. But rumor has it he's going to be a little rumor bit more. Rumor has it. Rumor has it, you... Um, if you have Hulu, what we do in the shadows season three is Dude, on. First two episodes are fire. First two episodes are so Straight good. Fire, so Vincent if you're not watching what we do in the shadows, highly recommend. Also, Kristen Shaw is involved in the season a lot more too. Uh, you might know her from Bob's Burgers and from her terrible attempts at doing stand-up comedy. Yeah, she's uh, not that she funny. She sucks, dude. But Bob's Burgers good, and she's good in this, you know. And then uh, if you have Hulu, also that show Reservation Dogs. Oh, I've heard so much about it. Also, uh, I think it's produced by uh, Taika Waititi, and it's not which is starring the guy Lou from... Diamond Phillips. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, Lou, that Diamond not Phillips. Lou Diamond Phillips. In it? That's also on Hulu. Uh, if you have Prime, check out that Val Kilmer documentary. Oh, it's so sad. I didn't know that Val Kilmer dated Cher at one point. And who would have thought that Cher, out of the two of them, Cher would be the one to win an Oscar? No one saw that coming. <laughs> Val Kilmer, man. It, a little bit more unique in it, I guess. Uh, still, even with the sadness of the movie... He's still a toy sometimes, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, if you are if you have HBO, they just announced that Succession Season 3 is going to premiere October 17th. Oh, that is your so jam, it's right man. around the corner. I love the show Succession. Uh, Emmy-winning show on HBO, so definitely course, looking forward to Rory that. Starring Rory Culkin. Uh, also, speaking of Emmy nominations and Emmy wins. Emmy buzz, baby. Uh, Bo Burnham won three Emmys uh, so far for his Netflix a pandemic special inside so he has three solo emmys because he like wrote directed performed uh wrote the music did all the musical direction and everything for it so he is on par to tie the record for most solo emmys one in one year just like carlos mencia so he has one more emmy nomination for some reason they broke the emmys up into three different parts this year so he's already won three, and he's got one more that he's nominated. And if he wins that fourth one, he will tie the record for solo Emmys one in one year, which is four. Hmm. So if you haven't seen Bo Burnham's Pandemic Special Inside, highly recommend it. It's very brilliant snapshot of what we were all going through at that time. And um, it's very relevant without being controversial or political. 
Nice. So highly recommend it. Very funny. Good songs. Uh, very catchy as well. And then, of course, if you have Netflix, don't forget to watch The Turning Point, which What's is that? the 9-11 five-part uh, docuseries. Oh, no way. So it's all about 9-11, and that's what I've been watching, especially you know, in observing the 20th anniversary of 9-11. It's very eye-opening and kind of reminds you it's been a while. You know, and it's been a, it's we've we've gone through so much stuff that it's hard to remember what it was like back then and how not it, taking our shoes off at the airport. For they you. won't even allow me to put my to put bring a carry on bag on. I had to I had to pay like seventy bucks to check it. Come on, airlines! How many times do we have to bail you out before I'm I can bring some luggage on? Up. And uh, I'll see back in the but the right position. Watching those documentaries just reminded me, like, just how bad George Bush was. Oh my God! Just how terrible Dick Cheney was too. Dick Cheney, George Bush. I mean, like, people in in recent times compared to Donald Trump, people were saying, "Oh, George Bush wasn't as bad." No, compared to George Donald Trump. Bush is still terrible. It but smells like sulfur everywhere he goes. George, He's the devil incarnate. George Bush was a war criminal, and it's it's funny when you go back and watch those documentaries, you forget how fast. The American government gave up on trying to find Osama bin Laden. Yeah, they don't care about that. They stuff. tried for like a month, and then they didn't even they didn't even try. And then they're like, "Um, oh, Saddam, so right? Americans are dumb. They'll think these two places are the same, right?" Yeah, they're like, people and don't know the difference alert, between Afghanistan Americans and Iraq. Are dumb. Yeah. So we can just they do are dumb, and uh, they allowed the government to remain in a twenty year war, one of which we just finally pulled out of. Well, it was so nice because uh, three years ago, Trump, big friend of the show, had the Taliban leader released, and then when Joe Biden Britney pulls Spears. out, now he can take over. It's so weird, man. It's weird. Yeah, but it, it's crazy because I forgot. It, this is one thing I forgot is that it seems like anytime right before there's a big disaster, they always like pull back regulations that could have helped stop it. Like, mm, like housing. Uh, when Clinton was in office, there was all these terrorist attacks from from Al Qaeda where they're trying to bomb stuff in New York, and they tried to bomb the World Trade Center twice. They actually did bomb the World Trade Center twice yep. and the USS As Cole. As heard in a Biggie song. And then when Bush got elected, W got elected, he repealed all these counterterrorism uh, programs and anti-terrorism funding. <gasps> That's so weird. And then and Cheney made thirty-seven million dollars his then first it, week from Halliburton. It's so crazy. It, a terror like terrorism from Al Qaeda went from being like one of the top national security priorities to being like 15 on the list. And the guys in charge of national security are like, what are we doing? Why are we deprioritizing this when, when we know for a fact that Osama bin Laden is trying to attack us? And then sure enough, uh, he did. Also, fun fact. uh, Oh, can I just say it's very reminiscent of when Obama put all those anti-pandemic things into place. As soon as as Trump got in the office, he repealed all this anti-pandemic stuff and closed down the the anti-pandemic department. And then made shell companies to make all this money and did literally nothing. Yeah, it's almost Almost. like they did it on purpose. Isn't that that weird? What a weird coincidence. So one more thing about 9-11 is uh, when Bush Sr. was charged with the CIA... We all know the CIA, their job is to basically sell guns and drugs to finance private wars right. and keep money in the right people's pockets, right? Like, we the actually same... we, we pretty much made Al-Qaeda to oh, help fight the communists. because The, co- the communists, yes! And then uh, turns the, out... The communists! Turns out that came back to bite us on the bottom. Who thought? And then now we also... Tra- and then they, we left all this equipment there that we trained them into use. But anyway... Bush Sr. was flying drugs into Florida at this very specific airport, the same airport that 
the Taliban trained their pilots <laughs> in, the ones that eventually flew into the World Trade Center. Oh, and also, remember how... Same airport. Because Bush ha- was good friends with all the Saudis, they tried to cover up the fact that the Saudis were also partly responsible for 9-11. Yeah, also... Well, Joe Biden, just the other week... Uh, released all those redacted documents, uh, those 20 pages from the 9-11 Commission report, and then it turned out it was the Saudis. Oh, the whole time. Yeah, I can't say we did. Although we did let the Bin Laden family fly out of America. Yeah, it wasn't that that nice. You know what? We're not going to have time for Chuck stuff. We're over. It's done. What? No, we got four minutes. All right, do it, baby. It's 11.57. Do it. We got one minute. Chuck stuff to Knowledge Buffalo. Our first question comes from Henry in Oakland, California. He wants to know, what is the name of the process that plants use to turn sunlight into energy? What is photosynthesis? Chlorophyll, more like borophyll. That is correct. Jen in Austin, Texas wants to know, Chinese parsley is also known by what name? Cilantro! (laughs) It's correct. All right, and Rick in Kahului wants to know, what is the name of Las Vegas' hockey team? We were just there. The... Uh, Silver Nuggets. Ooh, so close. It was the Golden Knights. Ah! But you got two out of three, Chuck. And that also means that that's the end of our show. Okay, so we're not saying that the Twin Towers are a hologram. We are saying that the Bush family is pure garbage. I'm pretty sure Bush did 9-11. I'm talking about the band Bush. Where was Gavin Rostell when the towers fell? Uh, He was with Gwen Stefani, which is its own travesty (laughs) on its own. All right, visit Fody. I'll see you next week. Same biscuit time, same gravy plates. And from me to you, hello! (laughs) Uh, Bush family's the worst.